All that to say, I've been to that pyramid, but not as the Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> and that's my goal, is to go to that Bass Pro Shop and stay there overnight and enjoy my view of the fake swamp. Yeah, and get some bait. Yep. Like, and apparently Alex followers. Jones was right. There is a crystal skull in there. Oh. At the top of the pyramid. Oh. Like some Dave Grohl or someone had it put up there. I can't remember. Some musician had it put up there. <laughs> Sorry if it wasn't you, Dave. I really do apologize. Some musician had it put it up there as kind of a joke. Like in those in-between yeah. phase periods. And it's yeah, still gotcha. up in there, like in the roof. <laughs> near the point somewhere. Yep. Hmm. Well, all right. <laughs> Probably not yeah. as cool as the... Now that I know that, what do I do? Do I, <laughs> do you hold do on I have to, to steal it? Or? it for trivia in the future? Yeah. I hope it's it cool. Hello, and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are in the middle section of The Hunt for Red October, which, if you're reading along, means you should have gone over chapters 8 through 13 by now. Those of you already in this club know what I'm about to say here, but some of you should feel proud because you just leveled up. Since you're here with us for the second book section this season, you are now our favorite listener slash listeners. So, drink it in. Feels good, right? Don't you feel just a little bit better than those people who only turn in for the movie review? Or just the end of the book? Well, you should, because between you and me, you are. So not only are you in the club now, but I'm also going to give you a secret code word, which may or may not ever be of any use to you, but in the past has been your way to enter into giveaways for free stuff. I'll give you a second to grab your pencil and paper, and then write this down for later. Your code word is mandolin. Got it? Great. Anyway, thanks for being here. You're the best. Now back to my conversation with the Chris's already in progress. Um, also in that book was Bast, the Queen of Cats. Yes. Okay. Who did, did a good job of uh, doing cat-like stuff. Can All right. I bring you back a statue of her from Egypt? Me? I thought I got one for Megan. I thought I got one for you, too. No. You got me dick. <laughs> <laughs> got me on, nothing. Because when you first moved to Texas, you sent me a picture. It was like, look what's next to my desk. Did I? And it was whatever I got you in Egypt. It may have been a scarab or something. I can't remember now. Hmm. So. Hmm. Was it like my desk at work? Because it no, might it still at be home. at work. I don't know, man. It may have been transferred over to work, but it was at your, at the, at your parents' house. When you were staying there temporarily, it was before Danielle came down. This was ancient history. Then it might have. Been. It's probably still at my parents' house. It probably is in the AVP suite. Yeah. All I, right. I, well, I know. I, I know. I got you something like that. It may have been a scarab. It may have been because I got a couple different basks on the scarab too for people. Uh. So one of which I gave to Megan because she was the only one who had a cat back then. Yes. And the rest, I was like, "Here's a cool thing for people that I care about." Oh. So. All right. Well, I'm willing to trust your memory more than mine. <laughs> hmm. um, so I'm playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And I just got past the Don Cornejo part. 
You did? I did. All right. Uh, Got further than I did. Yeah? Did yeah. You, you I, couldn't, the... I couldn't beat that fucking house. Oh, the hell house? Yeah. What oh. the hell? Yeah, that shit was ridiculous. Yeah. Until totally. I just switched. I gave up and switched to Aerith and just made her cast spells forever. Yeah. Yeah. It took a long ass time. My pizza was right. cold by the time I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, uh, you know, in PlayStation 1 days when Cloud was just like, you know, a cardboard box. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm going to dress up like a lady and try to sleep with this dude, too. Uh, yeah. Or at least get him to want to sleep with me. You're kind of like, all right, that's weird. Yeah. But when it's fully rendered and voice acted like the way it is, I'm like, oh, I guess I never realized how weird that would be. It's like <laughs> mil- buff military guy. And like, all right, I guess so. Especially because <laughs> they they repurpose all the stuff you do to make his dress for uh-huh. to be for Aerith. Mm-hmm. And then to get him dressed up, you have to go to the honeybee in and like have a dance off with the the guy there yeah who then dolls you up and stuff okay so it's completely ridiculous but yes <laughs> sounds like it. again uh, different whole different context when it's so uh, vividly rendered uh-huh and you have to play like i don't know parappa to to do the <laughs> dance off so <laughs> it's enjoyable though yeah yeah I took many screenshots of Cloud all dressed up. <laughs> Walking through town and have everyone like wolf whistling at him. <laughs> um, I'll also note that the like uh, summon VR missions mm-hmm. are way easier once I realized you didn't have to do them just with Cloud when you first unlock yes. them. Like you can get other people. Yeah. Way easier then. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I did like four times. I'm like, well, I'll just try it later. Yeah. And then immediately got Aerith back and could do it. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Anyway, guys. Anyway. How's that boat? That underwater it's boat? Doing, doing boat stuff. Doing boat oh stuff. My God. Under the water. Yeah. There's other which, underwater boats too. Yeah. Which one are we talking about? <laughs> how about the, there are how, several. How about the, the titular boat? That one boat? The, the Red October? The Red October. It's, it's, it's hardly in this part. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's trying to avoid being hunted. <laughs> it's just doing its thing. Yeah. yeah. Just like Jack Ryan is kind of like, I, I, guys, I'm in this like, book hey, too. hey, remember me? <laughs> I didn't for a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This guy. Yeah. You th- it was, this, this entire section can be summarized as, uh, like, hey, do you realize how many times, like, we all almost died in the 80s? <laughs> Do you realize how close we are, like all the time, to like just constant annihilation? Yeah, I get. It's like uh, I understand the existential dread now, espoused in popular culture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We could all die in a flash tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, because because some asshole like uh, you know like shot some missiles when he wasn't (laughs) supposed to. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like. Just to keep my enemies in line, I'm going to you know, point a loaded gun directly at their head and not fire. That's right. Yeah. Just so they know I could, but I'm not going to. Yeah. But then sometimes you, ac- you accidentally shoot them in the face. Like, Oops. Oops. Right. Sorry about that, guys. But... Hazard of the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt this section went a lot quicker 
Mm-hmm. But again, it could just be because I like stopped giving such a shit about taking notes. Yeah, I'm like who are the? It doesn't matter. Who's this? Yeah, guy? you don't you don't know matter. who's gonna come back or like who's <laughs> gonna be important or whatever. And like like the main thing I guess is to to get the information that they're trying to give you, right? Yes. Yeah. Like get get a sense of the scenario rather than the characters. It's yeah. like they give you they give you so much more information than you need. Right. Right. Very like, true. Like all these all these people have intricate backstories that are totally unimportant. <laughs> right yes i almost started he'll spend, spend like a page and a half developing somebody's history and yeah. then like you never see that person again doesn't matter <laughs> yeah that sums up this section of the book right yeah i almost had to laugh because like every character in this section i noticed in particular was coming is like oh and he was a cancer survivor I'm like and <laughs> <laughs> so this guy used to do boats, and he just wants one more ride on this submarine. Like, okay, yeah. right, right. I mean, I, it's nice. I'm glad they put it mm-hmm. in there, but yeah, yeah. I might have said this on the last recording too, but I I started to treat it more like I would like with Tolkien. Where they're mm. talking about like you know seven generations ago, this was this guy's yeah. great great grandpa who did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like all right. I'm sure someone it's, cares deeply. It's flavor. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. And so I was much less upset about it, but I also didn't pay as close attention. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what do you think, Chris? About this section? Uh, I mean, you guys said it pretty well. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's a lot of just random stuff to me. Yeah. But... It worked. Yeah. I'm I sure mean, we'll all be rewarded later on. Yeah. <laughs> the first section I thought was a lot of table setting. Mm-hmm. And yep. this is all moving in those settings around the table. So, right. I guess something's going to happen, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If not, I would be very disappointed in Tom Clancy. Oh, man. If nothing happened, like, at the what end... was the point of this? <laughs> yeah. Again, it was he, your first book. You, like, like the thing that he did in the first first section, where they were all like, you know, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, about like yeah. what the plan was. Uh-huh, like yeah. he did that three more times in this part, <laughs> I think. And so we've got like three plans up in the air. There's so many plans where, where they're like unfolding, and like you're kind of like, That's yeah, just too many things to go wrong. Right. <laughs> yep. I am... like, like, let something pay off before you start building <laughs> another one. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, by the way, espionage um, at the Watergate Apartments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why? Who is Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be important. They just, I'm sure just I, felt like it. I guess. Just throw it in there, because that happens. Wonder, I, yeah, I wonder if in. that FBI agent's ever going to come back. Because we learned a lot about her. Maybe. Maybe in 100 pages. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's going to have to start paying off Tom Clancy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> They'll be like, remember, remember this person? Yeah, here they are again. Yeah. Yep. As you fooled, thought maybe you'd never see him again. I'm bummed, though, because my um, cheat sheet... Like, the guy obviously did not get this far. Because he oh, stopped man. putting... Either he gave up, like I did, or... <laughs> 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 Like, he probably did. He's like, I only have no. people up to the first like eight days, and then no one new mm. came in. So he's like, none of these people can be that important. <laughs> Got tired of writing. Yeah. Got tired of it. 
Anyway, gents, you want to get into some notes? Yeah. I, I have way fewer this time, so. All right. I'm almost positive I can read them, too. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, that's that's a plus. It really yes. is. Uh, so where where exactly did we leave off here? Like, uh, basically, they were, like I said, putting pieces together, like, Jack Ryan's over with the British doing mm-hmm. stuff on an air car- aircraft carrier. Yeah, he's got a guy named Skip who's doing computery stuff, yep. trying to figure out how fast the Red October can go. Right. And over on the Red October, there's maybe a, a reactor leak. Yep. Right. And they're sending their junior people over to check it out. Yeah, yep. but but you know they also they also insinuated or. They didn't insinuate. They straight up told us that the guy was just exposing the radiation badges with the X-ray. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like maybe not a real leak. Maybe seems right. like not a real leak, but like it's it's some kind of diversion. There's yeah. something going on there. Some smoke screens happening. Yes. Also, we've not had an update about the skiing Barbie or whatever it is. <laughs> At yeah. All. What? Right. What the hell? Well, I mean, hopefully he left it somewhere safe because... (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) If that guy at the Watergate Apartments is actually going after the skiing Barbie, I'm going to... This is going to be my new favorite book. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So our section picks up on the eighth day, which is Mm -hmm. December 10th. And Jack Ryan's waking up on the Invincible, sore and a bit hungover from Brandy. Yep. Uh, he's assuming that he's got it. Looking at the clock, he's like, well, I got six hours of sleep, so that's probably why. Until yeah. the Admiral's like, uh, actually, we're headed the other way, and it's six in the morning. So you've been mm-hmm. asleep for like 18 hours. Yep. They uh, talk about revised orders they've gotten. Uh, they've cycled east. Essentially, they're going to be guarding the U.S. coast, which people mm-hmm. seem upset about later. Like, the British guarding ah. our coast? Mm-hmm. No. Are they to be trusted? Remember the last time their <laughs> Navy was here? <laughs> uh, and uh, so they're guarding the coast. And as to how they'll find the Red October, mm, yep. like it's going to be really hard to do. It's pretty hard to find. Ocean's yeah. big, guys. Yeah. It is. Um, the president is meeting with a Soviet ambassador in the Oval Office, which I liked these scenes a lot. Yeah. They seemed kind of West Wingy to me. Yeah. He's basically going like, hey, man. What are all these boats doing a sailing out there? <laughs> I'm I'm just a you know a country boy, <laughs> yeah. right? A lawyer like from a, the country, a plain spoken country chicken or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Like from a humble hyper chicken, yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, Mr. President, I'm sure I have no idea what you mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, surely, no like, boats? sure would be a shame though if we didn't know what y'all were doing and war were declared. Right. it's like i'll just ask my supervisor then and there's a side note this president used to prosecute the mafia guys so Mm -hmm. seems like that's probably where he got his his touch from yeah Mm -hmm. uh the cia reports that cardinal codename cardinals in trouble uh so they have to been they have been able to confirm some of the information he sent in in the last section Mm -hmm. um skip is getting word that he'll be able to use the Air Force Cray 2 that mm-hmm. night for a simulation. And I don't know what that is. I know it's a supercomputer, but it must be yeah. crazy powerful. 
at Craze a brand. Okay. And they make <laughs> they make big computers. That's all you need to know. Big ass lots computers. Of, lots of processors. Do they still make these things? You know, I don't know if they do. Okay. It's been a long time since I've heard the name, mm. so. Get that, may not, then. get that yawn direct yeah. in the mic. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hold this up close so you Computers can get it. and sh- sh- mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, Soviet ambassador mm-hmm. returns back to tell the president, like, okay, we lost a nuclear submarine, and that's why we're all running around in the Atlantic. Um, I like the note that he's like speaking as though he were confiding a family secret to him. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's just our one lost nuclear submarine. He's a, from a different area, different okay. era. Don't uh, worry about set it. in his ways. Yeah, uh, our president though is like perhaps we can solve one problem with another. Like let's help you find your sub. Like I'm sure everyone's dead, but their, <laughs> their families will get peace if we find their bodies and stuff. They have to yeah. be, otherwise how else would you lose a sub? Exactly. They must be dead. Mm-hmm. And another note that this president uh, was a former president of the Dramatics at Washington University. Mm. So again. Mm. <laughs> more more backstory. He's more good at yeah. lying that way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on a good show. I, I, liked, I liked the, um, uh, what, like, when whenever they cut to the ambassador's thoughts. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "This this president's really Russian. <laughs> yeah. Like like his personality is really Russian." Yeah, mm-hmm. I recognize like, good things in him, so I'm classifying yeah. them as Russian. He he'd fit right in, <laughs> right? His way of saying things without saying them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, old Skip hits the Pentagon to run his program Moray in the Cray mm-hmm. Two, which will be played by Nerves Magi System in this reenactment. So. That's what I pictured. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big, complicated simulation with lots of variables that he can put in to predict how fast the Red October could go and how loud it might be. Yeah. Like, what if it's this long, or what if the engine's this big? So, right. Mm-hmm. And I liked the guy running. I was like, I bet you $10 this runs longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but he loses that bet because it's super quick. Because, again, Cray. 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 Oh. That was what, like, I I specifically remember that part, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like one of them, one of them said, like, it'll, it'll be like 10 minutes. And the other one said, uh, said it'll be closer to 15. Oh, man. They're like, we'll, we'll split the difference then. And it would, (laughs) it ended up being like, it ended up being like 11 minutes. And so the guy who had like under 1250. Yeah. (laughs) 12 like, you yes. know 12 and 30 seconds yeah mm-hmm. yeah he anyway there. yes i don't i don't know why that stuck out to me but <laughs> well i i thought about it too because i ran a, a sequel query today that took 20 minutes and it was just uh-huh. a select so <laughs> it had yeah. no variables at all so well i mean your your computer isn't as big for one and it's also not as uh massively parallelizable a task true True you enough. know, like you're searching through one database. Like if if you had to run the same SQL query um like 10 million times, mm-hmm. that would be a different story. Mm-hmm. You could I, solve I that could. problem with a bigger computer. <laughs> I almost could. 
Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So while that thing's running and he's like going to the bathroom, uh, Skip runs into a former colleague. Mm -hmm. uh, And then he's like, oh, you can meet up with Vice Admiral Dodge, who I guess he used to uh, be his commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes up there and talks to him, and then you know maybe very unadvisedly, advisedly, the vice admiral's like, "Look at all these maps. Here's mm-hmm. all the ships in the Atlantic. Uh, yeah, including all these blockades." Yep. And Skip's like, "I know a secret, but I can't say." Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but he kind of he kind of dangles that in front of him to right. like to mm-hmm. like get some more information. You're right. He's like, I. Don't want to say it out loud, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he uh, gathers his pivot tables and stuff and heads to the CIA headquarters to talk to Greer. And yep. the key takeaway from his briefing is that whatever this ship is like, it's going to sound really different. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, sir, by any chance, would the exact plot of this whole book be happening over there? <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's figured it out. Figured the whole yep. thing out. Fucking skip. <laughs> and, Greer, and since Greer is very tired, he's like, what the hell? Did Jack tell you all this? <laughs> nope, I'm just that good. Yeah. And they uh, discuss what to do with a captive... With they captured a defect, defective... Not a defective, a defecting sub and crew. There you go. Yeah. And like you said, he's like, I think I got a plan. Whisper, whisper. Uh-huh. But we only if we can get Dodge involved, so... Yeah, yeah. Got to scratch yeah. that guy's back. Uh, oh yeah. And the uh, H, the he's a judge, right? Judge Greer is like, tell your wife you ain't siring any more kids tonight. Skip. Oh, skip. I guess what I gathered from his plan is like, what if we release the crew without them knowing that they've been captured? Yeah. So uh, they they have to find a way to get them off the sub without yeah. them knowing that like uh, like Americans are getting them off the sub. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I could see like I that. could see where him convincing them that their reactor was going to melt down any minute mm-hmm. could motivate them to want to leave the ship. Yeah, yeah, but but you know the captain uh, whose name I can't remember Marco? at the moment Ramius Ramius yeah Ramius isn't Ramius isn't aware of uh the Americans having any kind of plan to help him mm. you know so like like he would be doing all this reactor stuff like independently right like he has a plan of his own and like how how these things might fit together <laughs> is like hoping though that the Americans could figure it out yeah that would be a that would be a you know Big a hail mary I feel like, like set his people adrift with like a rescue beacon type of deal mm. be like hey we had a nuclear meltdown and I had to let the all the guys are there go go save them I'm scuttling the ship or something yeah yeah I could see you them know. like it's too dangerous on here you guys go to Cuba and I'll just take right. the ship and die I'll in it sink her. and totally yeah. mm-hmm. die in it mm. yeah maybe mm. guess we'll have to wait and see guys mm-hmm. I guess so <laughs> Um, there's an interlude with a U.S. sub tracking two Soviet alphas, Bait 1 and Bait 2, mm-hmm. where in, uh, in Bait 1, there's multiple very unfortunate coincidences and yeah. basically turns into an episode of Chernobyl. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that entire sequence. Right. Like, yeah. that, that whole thing was, like, super interesting. 
yeah, the way it kind of uh unfortunate things built upon each other, like yeah, yeah. Like like one one sort of coincidence after another leading to like a horrible disaster. You know, it's it's the same kind of like um uh like sort of troubleshooting after the fact, I guess. Like right. um I don't know. Like there's there's a word for it that I'm really not thinking of. Uh mm-hmm. forensics. Like it's like yeah. a like a forensics of an engineering disaster. Right. Yeah. So Yeah. And just like that one episode of Chernobyl where they went and presented is like, here's where y'all fucked up and kept putting more yeah. coolant in and then to the point it blew up. But yeah, yep. in this case, it's like the engines were running too hard at too high a pressure, but no one really noticed until the core was in meltdown and then the whole thing went tits up. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the bait too just went on its merry way and like didn't really even notice it, but. Right. The U.S. ship got to listen as some guys uh, are incinerated mm-hmm. or, you know, sink to the ocean floor to probably asphyxiate later. Yep. But one guy got out. One guy. One guy. One the, guy. the fucking cook. Yeah. <laughs> Which is important. Right. He knows we'll how to find cook. out to cook. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so day the ninth. Uh, Skip is detailing his plan to some military guys with a lot of stars on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh like, basically, it's the old switcheroo, gents. Yeah. We're going to Ocean's Eleven this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, over on the... flashy music in my head. <laughs> it's going to be that one episode of Rick and Morty. Yep. Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> uh, over on the Red October, the officers are meeting to discuss this uh, problem with their irradiated badges. And, like mm-hmm. we said earlier, maybe espionage? Like... The Geiger counters have been tampered with. Yep. And the crew are starting to suspect something ain't right with yep. the reactor. Yep. Uh, but all of this, I feel, is on purpose, right? Yeah. All of this is... Leading them down the path. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, oh, like yeah. They're, they're, feeding the, they're feeding the crew lies. Yep. All the officers. What? Someone from Soviet Russia feeding lies to their people? Yeah. No way. What? But in the purpose of attaining freedom. There's the twist. <laughs> Whoa. Um, also, the USS New Jersey is there. Mm-hmm. And elsewhere, a rescue ship and a submarine are being loaded <laughs> into a cargo plane. Uh-huh. You might notice a change a in my notes in this section. A lot yeah. of random shit getting ready to happen. Yeah, that's right. Um, then there's a scene with a Soviet plane intending to fly up within missile range and let the U.S. ships in the area uh, let them know they didn't care for all this surveillance going on. Yeah, he's going after the radar plane. Yeah. But Maverick yeah. and Goose, like, sneak up on him, help him <laughs> find his way back to his aircraft carrier. Yep. yep. Not while inverted, which would have been more kick-ass, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but they do taunt him in Russian. That's right. So, like, right. that's right. also fun. Flipping. That's cooler than flipping him the bird, just... FYI. Yeah. Yeah. Um meanwhile our politico buddy uh is at the Kremlin doing his best but failing to distance himself like from any guilt of approving Ramius to the Red October. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean he seemed like a cool guy but I mean anyone would have elected I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he lets it be known that he thinks that Putin the old politico guy is probably dead. Mm-hmm. But they have another guy in the sub, a secret guy, another cook. Yeah. Loganov. 
which I wrote down because that might be important later. Yeah. Um, and he has orders that could end up with him sinking the ship and escaping. Absolutely. So just keep that in back of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, more discussions with the president and the Soviet ambassador. Yep. Uh, president letting him know that uh, they found their submarine, or at least one that blew up near Norfolk. So mm-hmm. uh, it's like, I'm pretty sure you'll want to return the bodies per international law. He's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Let's do it all by international law. Yeah. The president's like, by the way, here's a letter from our Department of Justice saying that it's international law. We get to keep your ship if we find it. So just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to like buy it back from us or something, that's okay. We'll keep right. it at least through it goes through Judge Judy or whatever. Yeah. Take us to small claims court. It's it's going to be like <laughs> at least a year and a half. We probably won't have dismantled it by then, but. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. So day of the 10th, right? Yeah. Uh, this is the, the guy, the commander Quent, Quentin, 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 Quentin. He is the cancer survivor for no reason. Um, okay. Contemplating how all the sensors they've got in the Atlantic really aren't up to the task of tracking all the Russian subs at once. Right. Basically talking about how they're basically a, a tripwire and nothing else. Not really like. Yeah, they they put them in strategic points because right. they can't cover the whole Atlantic. Well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's too it's too deep. Too deep. It's too deep and there's too much of it. Just a lot of water out there. Yeah. Um would I was wondering this and did zero research on it. Mm-hmm. Would satellite technology help with that now? Like Or is it there's still not enough of those either? I mean, like I don't. I don't know that it would. Honestly, like I, I don't. It would I don't only know. Be helpful like, if you catch things like at the surface, right? Like and it's so big. Yeah. You know. I mean, unless the sub had GPS, you could tap into then for sure. But yeah, but yeah. I doubt our subs. <laughs> well, our subs probably do, but they. I'm sure they turn it off. Well, GPS doesn't require you to transmit anything, so it doesn't. You couldn't pick it up. Mm. I also don't think that was as much of a thing. No, or as good of a thing in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. I was like, thinking. I but, guess um, if you could use satellites, you could, like you were saying, get surface pictures pretty easily, and yeah. at least see if they had, I don't know, come up to radio or something. But much deeper yeah, than that, I don't know. Yeah, we we definitely had those satellites back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. I guess we'll have to ask Tom Clancy yeah, but, from Beyond uh, the Grave. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll have to hold a seance. <laughs> Tom, well, how about the satellites? If we ever revisit The Exorcist, that'll be a good time. We'll have a seance. <laughs> try to contact him. And, Perfect. And get Mr. What's-His-Face instead. Good old Mr. What's-His-Face. But yeah, water water is pretty good at like blocking yeah. things. Right. Yeah, like right. Radiation, like visible mm-hmm. light and radio waves as mm-hmm. they get into in the... You know, like yeah, like radar radio communication is not so useful for them unless they get close to the surface. Right, right. So, all right. So, then yes, it probably wouldn't have helped too much. I'm willing to leave it at that. Um, we have another Top Gun scene with B-52s this time, Uh circling Soviet cruisers and jamming their radar. You know, basically playing laser tag. Yeah, but just enough. Again, just let them know. 
Yeah. We could bomb the hell out of you, but we didn't. Um, yeah. Plus some <laughs> F-14s flying after those Russian planes from earlier. But yep. they startle them just enough with their afterburners that the Russians think that they're under attack and fire yeah. missiles at them. Oops. Oops. Uh, but the U.S. planes peel off and they fly Goose back to the... Uh, the Kennedy for treatment, but yeah, after they hit their like tail or something. Yeah, I'm I'm like super shocked. I I wonder like I I always figured if a plane got hit by a missile like that was it. Yeah, like I it's kind of crazy to me that uh, like they took a missile strike and like like limped back to the carrier. You know? Yeah, yeah. They were in a flat spin for a minute, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess great uh, evasive maneuvers, yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, when we played Chuck Chuck Yeager back in school, one missile is all it took. You were just down. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I did think that scene was kind of interesting with whoever is actually Goose in this case, like, like not hearing from him on the whole way back, and then we, well, he's not dead yet because he's you can see he's still bleeding, so. <laughs> like his heart is still pumping blood out. Like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, then we meet up back with that lucky cook from that melted down sub uh, mm-hmm. in Norfolk Medical Center. Uh, yep. I guess the U.S. Mm-hmm. ships found him floating in the sea, almost frozen, and brought him in. Yep. And I liked all these little like ERish exchanges uh, between the doctor and uh, the Russian doctor and the KGB agent. Like, this could uh-huh. be a sitcom. Like, forget about uh, Jim from The Office. Like, this should have been yeah. <laughs> the show they put on. You uh, asked Dr. Tate, who they noted is a Mormon, and the Russian guy's like, oh, a religious fanatic then. Yep. thought that was a nice note. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> they have, times have changed. Yeah. Uh, they had discussions of the treatment of this cook, and... Uh, you're like, wait, why? Why would his white blood cell count be dropping so much? Is it because he had been on a nuclear sub? Hmm. Eh? Huh? Mm. Nuclear sub? No. Like these American doctors, what are they playing at? <laughs> uh. Yeah, and then they jump over to an old admiral. Who I think his name is Gallery, looking over an old sub, the Ethan Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they had had made orders to scuttle that ship at sea. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to take her out just for one more chance to drive her. Because, you know, once you become an admiral, you don't get to do that shit anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so he's going to drive her despite all these crazy plans. Which, again, mm-hmm. whisper, whisper. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. I'm g- guessing this is the decoy they're going to try to use to put the red october into right certainly sounds like it i mean or i don't know (laughs) right wink sail up behind some whales and fuck them i don't know Uh, (laughs) yep it's all of this is it's all it is (laughs) it's it's all been about the whales uh Mm -hmm. but yes he deftly and silently takes her out to sea without even using a tugboat that's Mm. skill yeah uh fucking admiral yeah, that's why he's so good. The Ethan Allen, too. Make great furniture. Totally. <laughs> totally do. 
They do. He was a dirty. He was like a guy too. I think dirty. He was. <laughs> I I hear he was some sort of dude. Um, mm-hmm. Day the eleventh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More Top Gun laser tag. Yep. Russians like these Americans are just trying to provoke us under the guise of helping our search, but they were mm-hmm. like, "We'll just turn the other cheek. Te- turn the other cheek, sir. Just let it yep. happen." Uh, I liked the uh, return of our boy Bump Jonesy. Yeah. Who's exhausted despite his Hollywood shower several days ago. Yeah. <laughs> they had to come back and talk about that too, which Working I appreciated. Right yeah. Yeah, they, they finally defined the <laughs> Hollywood shower. Like <laughs> 850 pages later. <laughs> <laughs> it had been a pretty good shower, guys. Yeah. Uh, yep. And they, anyway, they're hearing goddamn Russian boats everywhere, but yep. not his. Because Red October hadn't done that thing that they thought it was going to do. Mm-hmm. But after he refilters his audio equipment, uh, he picks up the sound again. He's like, oh, yeah. so do we wait or do we chase? But they decide, let's not spook him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jack is like thinking everyone, including Mr. Clancy, had forgotten him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? I've just been sitting yeah. here. Just, just waiting for some action. <laughs> Seriously. Come on. Just been reading his fucking magazines. <laughs> it's like, I'm tired of my magazines now. Please put me back Seriously, in. Seriously. He must have been bored. Put me back in, coach. Said he read like a 300-page document on the psychology of Eastern Bloc defectors. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Yeah. Yep. But per- perhaps useful later. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked this scene back at the hospital with Dr. Tate having the KGB guy removed from the observing room. Because uh-huh. he almost accidentally blows everyone up by having a smoke. Oops. <laughs> and maybe it was accidental, maybe not, I don't know. No, it was It was accidental. Yeah. Like, it, it actually was. Like, um, like it's, it's very clear, first of all. Uh, they want this guy to live. <laughs> right. Um, because, right. Uh, uh, you know, they already hinted at, like, like, the cook on the other boat is an agent. Ah. Uh, this guy's an agent, and they uh, want to know what he knows. So, uh, so they definitely want him to be alive, and that's that's why uh, the KGB guy got like his ass handed to him <laughs> for trying to smoke in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think they he t- <laughs> tapped into the cook's network or something? Like that's how they're. <laughs> well, I mean, it's you know they they described the whole thing earlier on, like why yeah, use yeah, the yeah. cook, and it's like his specific placement in the ship just happens to be really useful. Yeah, and like. Nobody thinks about the cook. Right. Exactly. So. And he'll probably see everybody at a certain point. Yeah. 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 And they hear people gossiping in the chow hall, too, and all that kind of shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they usually have a cool bandana on. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, I skipped this note, but I did like that uh, Dr. Tate has a nice shave and some nice milk. Because, again, Mormon. That's so Mormon. (laughs) Time to wake myself up. Nice milk. Right. Nice milk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they eventually decide that he's just being an idiot. That guy who was smoking, he is a smoker after all. Like, come on, guys, uh-huh. yeah, it's a cheap, cheap shot. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> but they're all the same. They're like, keep a marine here at all times, mm-hmm. just in case. Yep, um, elsewhere, the USS Scamp, which is an adorable name, um, is. <laughs> is getting loaded with the Avalon mini sub for reasons mm-hmm. we don't yet know. Right. And back on the Red October, uh, Malechin 
has found the leak and suspects foul play. It's like, mm-hmm. it's an ingenious little hole that would leak when the engines were at speed, but then disappear when the pressure dropped for an inspection. Yeah. Yeah. But they fix it quickly, although can't help but wonder, like, this hole didn't take that long to make. Like, how many more are there? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And brows furrowed across the whole ship. Right. Yep. Um, day the 12th. Jonesy and the Dallas are trailing the Red October, but uh, they're doing some fancy footwork. Yeah. Whenever they're pulling the crazy Ivan turn where they, like, spin all the way around just to check. Like, huh? Anyone back there? Yep. Yep. But they're just that good. They haven't noticed them yet, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all to say about that. Uh, over in Moscow, <laughs> <laughs> two old guys are chatting. <laughs> I like this because they're basically like, I say, whatever became of that rogue Lithuanian? <laughs> like, still not caught. Hmm. How many heads are going to end up with nine millimeter traumas, I wonder? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they also they have a reminder there about the inside guy. And I guess one of those yeah. two has been in the hospital. Mm. I don't know. Uh, the Dallas radios into the Pentagon with the Red October's position and uh-huh. information. Like, this is what she sounds like. And uh, some some admirals somewhere else are musing about Russia sending fucking everything over to catch one stray sub. Yep. And they eventually decide, like, well, the subs are the ones that are actually hunting. Everything else is just there to distract them. Or maybe even to provoke someone into firing on them. Yeah. So let's move that Invincible over there for the intercept. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Ryan's like, we've got to tell this Marco guy what's going on, or else he's going to get blowed up with inside of his goal. Yep. And again, Barclay is like, I've got an idea. (laughs) Whisper, whisper. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of times they've huddled up. (laughs) turn their back to camera to talk to each other is becoming unbearable (laughs) come on come on guys find a different way to do this yeah yeah (laughs) just be like just like we'll do the plan that we discussed before fine (laughs) fine do it off screen yeah (laughs) call it plan alpha or whatever i don't care um day the 13th Uh uh-huh uh mancuso over on the dallas has received new orders which he's not yep. exactly pleased about. Yeah. Because when the Red October pulls another crazy Ivan turn, he orders mm-hmm. the noisiest maneuver he can think of. Yep. Sir, they may hear us. Like, I know. Meh. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I was doing so good. Fucking Pentagon. Seriously. <laughs> messing everything up. I always get the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's very much ping-ponging between the Red October, the Dallas, and the Invincible here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with the Red October now realizing that they're being trailed and pinged, plus tracked by a carrier, Marco yep. decides to bring the sub to periscope death and have a look around, you know? And what should he find when his periscope goes up? But the Invincible is signaling him by name in Morse code. Yep. Like the flashy light thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, your whole Navy's after you and we can help. Yep. Come to these coordinates. Ping once for yes. And. So he pings once for yes. Yep. Uh, Brian sends an encoded message to Washington. It's like, Magi to Olympus played my mandolin today, and it sounded good. 
<laughs> Which again, callbacks to like 200 pages ago when all the mission <laughs> names were given out. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but it was clever. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have known. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, over on the Dallas, like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. And I, I like. I like that. Uh, like uh, Mancuso just sees like the tail end of the message. Like, uh-huh. like you know the the British ship like warning them that the Navy's after them, but not saying like which Navy. Right. right. <laughs> like he didn't see yeah. that part, so he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> like that's that's definitely not going to be important later no i'm sure he'll be like it's okay yeah he's just gonna let that go he fucked all he's definitely not gonna act on his own my days of trailing this guy throw down the tube that's probably fine (laughs) um uh elsewhere that avalon is expecting the melted downy ship Mm -hmm. um they don't seem to find any survivors when they're radioed to head to the place asap and yep. at CIA headquarters, they get confirmation that codename Cardinal's okay after yep. a stay at the hospital. I'm like, wait a minute. Is one of those guys from that other scene going to be the Cardinal? Because one of those Kremlin guys had just gotten back from the hospital. Mm, mm, could be. I don't mm. know, man. I don't know. Um, Crazy. So then we have this whole side mission we talked about earlier. And I'm going to admit, I did not follow this very well. With okay. like the CIA guy briefing the Senator Davenport, who's a jerk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Recording their conversation. Uh huh. Telling the Senator they think the whole thing is maybe a forgery. Right. Uh, of a letter from maybe the polls. Yeah. 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 It's like, but swear you won't tell anyone. Right. Yeah. Uh, this guy's Peter Henderson, like asking the Senator for a lot more details. <laughs> about a meeting he was going to yep. have with people at the Congress. Mm-hmm. And then stays late that night in an empty building uh, doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before, you know, setting home to the Watergate apartments, which, you know, yeah. kind of on the nose. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, he... Uh, a special agent picks up his recording from the cab he took home. Yeah. I think. Yep. The yeah, send, that's what happened. Yeah. This, do you do you want me to explain this? Yes, because like, I had to go back because I made Davenport and Henderson the same guy for a long time. Okay. So I had to go All back right. a couple of times. All right. So so Henderson is the guy that we're concerned with. Yeah. He's the aide. Right. He's the and guy he's, of the apartments. He's, he's he's the one who's like trying to get all the information out of the senator. Right. And like as soon as as soon as he gets uh as soon as he gets what he wants, like he goes back to his office and he closes the blinds. Uh-huh. And so watch Pornhub. They, they they notice they notice they note specifically that uh there's a cab driving by and a guy in a cab like notices that the blinds are closed. Uh-huh. Okay. So he's he's making a signal to the guy in the cab oh, that like okay. there's gonna be a drop today. Okay. Gotcha. So Later on that night, like he leaves, he leaves work and basically there's already a cab there waiting for him. Like nothing, nothing suspicious about that. Uh Um, and then, yeah, sometime while he's in the cab, like he leaves his tape recorded conversation with the, uh, with the Senator in there. Uh And then, uh, and then, you know, cab takes him home, um, and, uh, he leaves. So basically like, you know, the, the cab driver is is in on it. it. He's part of it. Um, and 
you know, whether whether he was going to stop at some point later and pick up the tape or he was going to pick up another agent later on who was going to find the tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know uh, because uh, uh, who who walks into the car, but our FBI agent right. clearly already has some idea of what's going on. Right. Has been like following this for a while and uh, just like searches around for a second and finds the tape. Mm-hmm. So that was apparently like all of the evidence that they needed to, to go after oh, this guy. Okay. Yeah, I Meanwhile, missed the part about him signaling to the cab. I thought he just left it there. Like, whoops, yeah. fell out of my pocket. Cause I'm a dumbass. No, 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 it's, it's, it was a, it was a dead drop for another spy to find. Gotcha. On purpose. Okay. Yeah. And then that same FBI agent was the lady that showed up at his apartment, right? Yes. That was creepy. He's like, oh, yeah. damsel in distress, come on in. Yep. Um, I'll totally <laughs> let you use my phone with uh, mm-hmm. no threat to you at all. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, much to dismay, like you said, that's the FBI agent. He's like, freeze, bitch. Yeah. Going to jail forever. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think, uh, like, the um, the CIA guy, who I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, who went to talk to the senator initially? Like, like you know, he basically just told him a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, uh, I got gotcha. like, you. Uh, um, he was saying he was planting the idea that it was a forgery. Yeah, he was. This he was feeding false. He was feeding false information essentially, yeah. and like that's you know usually usually you do that to like uh, um, to see yeah. who ends up finding out about it, yeah. right? To to flag your sources, like who's leaking? Yeah, 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 exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and was it the senator that was meeting with people and being like, "Hey, I want to tell you about a great opportunity you might have to inspect a Russian sub from the inside soon." Oh, I've lost track of who was saying that, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember which uh, which person that was. Anyway, intrigue, spies. They'll remind us in three hundred yeah. pages. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Perhaps they will. Uh, yes, thank you for that. That makes way more sense. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't read at like one in the morning. Um, but of right. course, like, who knows why this is going to be important or if it's going to be important, right. right? Well, it's interesting, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing is <laughs> a little more interesting than talking about how fast a sub can turn. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, over at the place, mm-hmm. the Ethan Allen's like just basically circling the parking lot, making omelets. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. What the fuck are we waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the red October, like, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was just going to say like, it's, you know, it's a bunch of dudes that are just like close to retirement hanging yeah. out on a submarine. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> shooting the shit. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, over on the Red October, there's more engine troubles, probably. Mm. And right. Marco calls for the nuclear engine to shut down. And they surface yeah. enough to have, like, a snorkel air to cool the engine. They try switching well, on the diesel engine. To to get an intake for the diesel, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You, need that, you need that snorkel. You need air to make combustion happen. Exactly. Yes. Um... So yeah, they try to switch on the diesel engine, but it ain't switching on, man. Yeah. Uh, and 
One of the crew members notes that Marco seems more concerned than he's ever been. Mm. And then the end. Whoa. The end of the... Yep. Concerned. Yep. But is he really? Or is it yeah, all part yeah. of the act? Or is that... Is he's this, like, oh, is shit, this shit. just the next, the next thing in the plan? Yeah. Yeah. It's like none of our engines work. We can't even use our diesel engine, man. I mean, it's jeopardizing Oof. stuff. Yeah, I or, guess I guess you know. we gotta go up, you know. Guess we do. Yeah. Maybe a different ship could come along that we could jump onto. Yeah, this one maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. So I guess our next assignment is like to read the whole rest of it. Mm-hmm. Which. Uh, shit's I shit's gotta happen, right? Like. <laughs> I think. Yeah, all like all all of those happen. things have to pay off still, or yeah. else I'll be angry. Yeah. I think all the, the ends get put back. Maybe. Or maybe some lead on into the next one about the Russian bear or whatever that other book he wrote is about. Mm. The Cardinal and other stuff. There's yeah. so many books. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, predictions. I mean, we sort of talked about it already, but... I mean, shit's just gonna happen. <laughs> like, yeah. Good call. It's gonna pay off, I think. Okay, you think it's gonna wrap up nicely. And if it's like the movie, I kind of know what's gonna happen, okay. but not. Okay. So, but it could be totally different. It's true. I'm open to being surprised, although <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that Marco Ramius will make it to America at some point, yeah. somehow. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that would that would you know. That would be success, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. This that kind would... of fits in with all the stuff we hear about and keep hearing about him and the way this story's been going. Is he mm-hmm. going to get to America just to be captured and sent to Alcatraz? <laughs> Where he has to escape? That I think probably not, but you never know. No. I thought the fan theory was uh, from The Rock, was he was a former James Bond that got sent to... I don't know. <laughs> That's the one I heard yeah, people yeah. play with more was that, which would make sense. Yeah. Not a Lithuanian guy. It would make guy. more sense than yeah. being a defector. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> uh, other Chris predictions? Man, I, I really don't know. Like, uh, I, uh, I've, I've been trying to think it through and like, I just, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with right. like, you know, everybody's meeting up at the coordinates. Yep. And what are they going to do once everybody's there? Yeah. They're going to stare at each other and whip out their dicks. I don't know. (laughs) They're going to radar each other so hard. Because the the end goal is that, um, you know, all of the crew is off the Red October. Right. Right. And then then, uh, they can take the Red October into the, into the, um, whatever you call it. Uh, Whatever the port was. Oh right, the secret court like in the Carolinas yeah. or something. Yeah, is yeah, where they were at sense. or where they were heading. Right, I think that's um, right. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't remember. Exciting either. about the Carolinas since I lived. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. But I couldn't tell you. All um, I know is Norfolk's like probably two hours north of here. Okay, <laughs> but that's the not secret Navy place. So right, <laughs> all right, yeah, uh, the Guantanamo Bay of North Carolina. yeah i don't really have a specific prediction i just hope that uh it doesn't just wrap up really nicely like it Mm -hmm. all worked phew yeah 
they all just high five and freeze frame a lot of and there'll be a american flag or eagle somewhere (laughs) yeah they'll plant a flag on the red october (laughs) um because i don't know it just seems like a lot of build-up for everything to just work out so i'm expecting at least one big wrinkle yeah like you were saying maybe the dallas is like well fuck this i just yeah letting you help this guy blowing everyone up Yep. Right. Or that uh, other sub that we he was originally supposed to meet up for with the Russian guy, right? Back in the day, yeah, day two way back or whatever. in part one, yeah, yeah. He's yeah we haven't heard like, from him in a while, have the we? Glory, yeah. He's like, ha ha! I've been trailing you all as well, and I blow you up now yep. <laughs> <laughs> for the glory of the Rodina. Well, that it, or it turns out he was just incompetent and like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A lot of shit happened. Like we all forgot about him. Like maybe Tom Clancy forgot about him too. <laughs> They're gonna come back to him like they did Jack Ryan in this section. Like what the hell? I just <laughs> <laughs> remember me. I've actually been reading this magazine for like a week now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I only had Tiger Beat. You're right. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm out. Oh man. So yes, finish the book. I guess. All right. Yeah, Daniel's going to San Diego oh. with her friend Beth. They're going to go stare at Marines. Yep, they're going to hang out on the beach. They're going to go to nice. Disneyland and see the Marvel Campus without me. <laughs> that they're sounds jerks. like jerky fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although I know Delta, Delta Variant's making Daniel a little nervous about it, so... Mm. Well, like, just do it. I mean, they'll be outside... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wear a mask. You're vaccinated. Yeah, yep. you and should with be the okay. outside air and all that shit. She'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, I think I Disneyland just requires about being it. inside. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yep. They're gonna go to SeaWorld. Is that still a thing? I don't think they are. Okay. Daniel does That's not like killer whales. I've been to. Oh, she's afraid. Don't of they have them. shark? No, they don't have sharks there. That are really cool. Nope. They might have like a hammerhead. I would just. I went to that Sea World once, but that was uh, when I was six. So it was a long ass time ago. <laughs> uh huh. It was still the eighties, kids. It was the <laughs> last year of the eighties. I went to the I went to Sea World. Yeah. Good old Sea World. Back when yeah. no one complained about it. Like it's no, cool it that we keep great... this giant whale here. It yeah. was cool as I remember. Yeah. Six year old <laughs> me recalls. I like those people riding on that animal. Yeah. Hey, it sweet. was happy, right? <laughs> I could. It couldn't complain. Didn't seem it to wouldn't be do it if it didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> if it didn't want to be, it. guess what? It jumps up and splashes you. How fun is that? <laughs> if it didn't want to be in captivity, it shouldn't look so cute. There's no free willy yet, so how are we to know? <laughs> no, wait, was that ninety three? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. We were still Four tender and later. innocent back then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Um, yeah. So what else? What else is good? <laughs> Aside from besides Sea World, <laughs> um, I'm have ten minutes left of the audiobook version of this book called "The Last Kings of Shanghai." Oh yeah, that I've listened to all this week. Nice. Okay, it's about the Sassoon and Kaduri families. Okay, they were. Jewish families, big financiers. The Kaduris still have a lot of money and operate businesses in China, mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. But they started out 
Uh, they, I think they're cousins, distant cousins, in Baghdad in the 1820s. Yeah. And there was, uh, you know, like, like happens all the time, government repression of Jews because they were power. They had some money and people wanted that money. Yeah. And the Sassoons had been super important for like 800 years before that. They were the heads of the community there, and they represented the Jewish community to the government. Okay. And whatnot. And so they had to leave. David Sassoon's father had to get him out of prison, because he mm-hmm. was being held for ransom, and secreted him away in the middle of the night out of Baghdad, which was pretty impressive, considering yeah. that David is was like six feet tall. Oh, <laughs> in a time when most people, even in his family, were like five foot five. Uh-huh. So... And they ended up going to India and got his family out. And so it talks about that. And they kind of rode this wave of like being in the right place in the right time and uh-huh. having already been, especially the Sassoons, already been rich in traders and merchants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, so they knew a lot of languages. And David started buying up like berths for ships and things like that to trade out of India. Yeah. And they got rich from that and went to. Got into the opium trade, which I didn't know about, and got into Hong Kong and Shanghai. <laughs> and we made a lot of money on uh, the sure. opium trade in uh-huh, China. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it wasn't illegal. They made those, the British made those laws, <laughs> so it was perfectly hunky dory. <laughs> and uh-huh. they got out of that when it became not so good to do, which was, I guess, okay at that point. But yeah, they ended up really building both of them. Um, they built up Shanghai, mm-hmm. especially in the 1920s and 30s, and really kind of made it. The fun place that Westerners remember that the Chinese were like, you know, it wasn't so great for us. Yeah. When when you had those concessions, <laughs> because apparently I had no idea, like, it was really common for the Chinese who moved into this area, which was controlled by the British, to be super, super poor. Mm-hmm. So poor that, like, people would die overnight and they would just wow. leave their bodies out on the sidewalk. Yeah. To come get collected by the city because their families couldn't afford to bury them. Oh, mm. wow. I'm like, oh, God. And this was happening up until World War II when the Japanese invaded hmm. and whatnot. And then things got bad. Then yep. it got and bad. Whatnot. And all the Jews got rounded up and put into a ghetto. But thankfully, when I didn't know, too, that like some Nazi showed up in like 1943, Shanghai was like, well, guess what, Japan? Here's what you need to do. You need to take all of your Jews that you have, all these refugees that you let in, We've got some ships slated for demolition. Let's put them on them, float them out into the, float them out past the harbor, and sink them. Wow! And the Japanese were like, they made surprised Pikachu face, but <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck could you do that? We're not doing that. We'll just yeah. make sure they have to stay here. Yeah, so that's what they did. Huh. But it's an interesting book because it's just about these families. The Kaduris, their guy who got out of out of Baghdad was a little bit later, and he actually went and worked for the Sassoons. Because mm-hmm. they had this, they built this, basically like a company town in India, but you could send your kids there to get educated, and they would teach them like three languages and accounting skills and all the stuff, and then give you a job at one of their businesses around, around like, South and Southeast Asia, uh-huh. and whatnot. And then they had a lot of stuff to like make people like, have loyal workers and supporters, and like, we pay you well, here's healthcare, what? here's school for, your, for you and your kids, here's housing. People like kind of being stuff. paid well and having health care provided? Interesting. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> yeah, you know? And this was all back in, like, the 19th century and early 20th century when they were doing that. Huh. 
what is that interesting look into stuff? Um, the Kaduris ended up being much more like, yeah, we're actually going to be nice to the Chinese people that work with us mm-hmm. and learn about them and learn to speak Chinese. Oh. <laughs> At least some Chinese. Because that's what Gabby looked like. Generations of these families lived here like, we don't know any Chinese. We live in China. <laughs> we don't need to. We live in the, in the, cons- in the international quarter in China. Yeah, yeah. We're wealthy. Right. It's like, we have money. We run businesses. I'm like, good, but what'd you do with it? Well, some charity work. and. Yeah. The last Sassoon they talk about, Victor, was known for being... He was one of the richest people in the world Yeah, for most of his life, and he never had kids. He was like, nope, I'm not going to do that. He's <laughs> known for being like a, a playboy, but... Uh-huh. Did he become Batman? No, sadly. <laughs> Shit. Well, he, well, I tell you what, he kind of did. What? He, well, he didn't <laughs> do that shit, but... He ended up kind of helping Spearhead and fund... Along with the Kaduris, getting a lot of Jewish refugees out of Europe, ah. especially from Austria when the Nazis invaded. So they paid for them to come over, and he put them up and gave them housing and helped them yeah. get established there. And then he uh, spent most of World War Two kind of pulled the wool over the Japanese eyes. Hmm. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm totally your friend. We'll, we'll invest in your stuff. Uh-huh. We'll help you out. We'll really help you get money for your war effort. All that, sure, no problem. Even though I'm, you know, a British citizen and like the British. Yeah. And it wasn't until the end, like this Japanese commandant he was with, like he went to Japan or they did something, he made some promise and then never fulfilled it. And they finally realized he'd been yanking their chain the whole time <laughs> just to get them to kind of leave the international concession alone and leave the refugees alone and let them help people. Yeah. Help people out and all that kind of shit. Hmm. But then he got really bitter at the end because he didn't really get his stuff back. After the war, like, they were there for a few years, but it never really boomed again because America and Britain had made deals with China during the war. They wouldn't have extra, they would get rid of extraterritoriality, which was the laws and stuff that said, hey, foreigners and their businesses aren't subject to Chinese law, aren't subject to taxation, all that kind of stuff. They get to do their own shit in China. Yeah. And where they're operating from. Well, they ended all that and, like, special privileges and, and whatnot. So Shanghai went from part of Shanghai went from having like it's basically its own government and its own courts and stuff to being no you're actually part of China now so hmm. and then the communist and then the communist <laughs> surprise came. you're part of China <laughs> yeah surprise you're part of China now no for reals like for reals you have to have the laws here yeah. and, and whatnot. but the nationalists were failing and the communists came and he couldn't sell his property and he kind of got bitter from it. he's like well China threw me away it's like well oh. you didn't like, you helped your people <laughs> and the people who work for you and all that kind of stuff. Right. And you're just a product of your times. But I'm like, but did you really help China? I don't know. <laughs> That's for sure. Because <laughs> helping the government at the time, the nationalists, like, for the 20s and 30s, didn't always work out that well for the average Chinese person. Yeah. I guess. But they had, like, a slow burn civil war that whole time, I learned. Because, like, the communists started agitating and building up power like in the early 20s and then Chiang Kai-shek came in and suppressed it and whatnot and just kind of kept doing that the whole time (laughs) because he wanted these Europeans and people who were driving the economy to stay because they wanted to grow the economy yeah you know you can't fault him for that you just kind of make work with the tools you have Hmm. which was all these wealthy finance foreign financiers and whatnot but I did learn the Sassoons founded the Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Company, H- HSBC. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
And the Kaduris founded uh, in Hong Kong China Light and Power, which provides like all the electricity for Hong Kong and like part of Guangzhou. And That's a lot of electricity, areas. yo. It is. There's a lot, and they had to destroy their turbines when the Japanese invaded. No. So that they couldn't benefit, the Japanese right. couldn't benefit from their and British stuff. Right, right. But yes, yeah, so the Sassoons left left Asia. They were doing that like earlier on, anyways. Once you had a few kids out from the founder, because they go like, "Let's send our kids to Britain for education," <laughs> and they're like, "I'm we're going to move to London." Yeah, it's hot in India. It's hot in Hong Kong. <laughs> it's hot in Shanghai. We're going to move to Jolly London. old London. Yeah. Yep. So I think there might still be some Sassoons around now. But I don't know. I didn't look them up. There are Kaduris. But They're still pretty. What about Vidal Sassoon? I, think I was going to say. I think he's from that family. Yeah. Like one of the cousins. They ended up being a lot of Sassoons. <laughs> because, you know, like especially the early generations, each guy had like nine kids. Jesus. So That's too many kids. And I'm just going <laughs> to say it. That's too many. <laughs> Unless you're running a farm, and even then, cool it. Yeah. Right. Um. You have to look him up. Did <laughs> Vidal Sassoon? Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> up right now. Because he's from England, like, that's uh, where they that's, all win. That's the takeaway from all of this. Almost assuredly the same yeah. dude. But it was interesting. It was yeah. interesting. It's been an interesting book because I've heard of these families before, but not in great detail. I feel like I got a really good take on these kind of important people for their time period and kind of understanding of, hey, yeah, like these people got lucky and got to build up some really cool generational wealth, but at the expense of other people. <laughs> that's just what happened then. Sorry, you know, that description did back... tickles me a little. Like some really cool <laughs> generational wealth. But at the expense, <laughs> but the expense of other people, of a bunch well, of other people, they, <laughs> like because these people were insanely wealthy, right? Like just doing the conversions in the book, like they talk about, it, like they're like, yeah, they had like this much money, which uh-huh. is worth six billion dollars today, type of deal. I'm like, That's oh, okay, but at a time when that really went really far, yeah, you know, and they six followed, billion goes a long sh- way. Still, I'm just going to go on record. It does. <laughs> like, imagine that in like. You could you know, buy the what whole that means earth. in like yeah. 1875 type of deal, <laughs> right. even though it's not technically six billion dollars. Like, I'm opening my but own country. Fact, buy everyone on Earth a cheeseburger. Like, yep. Driven by the thing to like, oh, let's protect our family and make sure that we don't fall victim to bad guys again and shit like yeah. that, and plow it into our communities as much as we can too. Right. You know, but then you get used to that privilege and power, and you're like, yay, British Empire. Uh huh. You know. Yep. It's too bad they weren't born later. They could have used that money to almost go to space. <laughs> <laughs> they probably the Kaduris could if they wanted to. They're around now. Oh well, maybe they will. Sir Michael Kaduri, he's the current oldest guy. Uh huh. He's in the book and he's still alive. He's only he's eighty. Oh. And his son, he had kids late too, kind of like his dad. So his son's only like twenty nine, thirty. Wow. Philip Kaduri, I was just looking them up. Wait, he's eighty. Michael is, yeah. And the son is 30? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> his son is... I think his oldest son is his second kid, I think. All right. Fair, fair still, enough. Yeah. 
I love those things like they spent a lot of like their first 20, 30 years of life running the family businesses and then they have kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just as an afterthought. Well, it's like get used to this shit. <laughs> get used to the business. Yeah. Then you can have children. Yeah. Right. That's cool. What was that called again? The. <laughs> the Last Kings of Shanghai. Last Kings of Shanghai. Who's it by? Jonathan Kaufman. Okay. It's the Last Kings of Shanghai, the rival Jewish dynasties that helped create modern China. Wow. So, because yeah. the Kaduris to get in with the communists later, they were because they did more stuff that was beneficial apparently for for China. Mm-hmm. And Deng Xiaoping, mm-hmm. when they were reopening, was like, "Yeah, we need all these people who know how stuff works, who worked with China before." Right. So. And they still, I saw a thing where that young Philip was sent a couple years ago to the big birthday party they had for the founding of the PRC. Young Philip. So he, yeah, Philip Kaduri. Oh. I mentioned him. Oh. Young I, guy. I lost track of young Philip. Said to represent like his family and businesses to oh. the head of China. Yes. So the Kaduri send got to hobnob with Xi Jinping. Yeah, like you do. I'm like. Hmm, interesting. Nice. Yeah, like any young person does. <laughs> <laughs> and have six fucking billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It does sound interesting, though. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, other Chris? Oh, man. Did I, did I tell you guys about... Uh, uh, did I tell you guys about Wellington Paranormal? Uh no, I've heard about no? it, but I don't think you mentioned it. No, yeah, okay. Not in any great detail? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, man, what streaming network is it on? Uh, is it Hulu? Like, I think it's on Hulu. Maybe. Um, I'm gonna check. All right, you check. Maintain silence. Don't speak. Don't. Speak. Yeah, it's on Hulu. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's on Hulu. Um, and you know, probably by the time this is out, like it'll all be up. It'll yes. all be on there. Um, but uh, it's like it's kind of a New Zealand comedic X Files, I guess. Like oh. like Welling Wellington's like not a big city, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's just about like you know sort of paranormal happenings and like uh uh like sort of the unqualified police that are like dealing with them uh-huh. uh-huh um getting themselves into like funny situations and you know just the general humor like if you know um uh what we do in the shadows like right. it was created by the same yeah. people so yeah i was wondering does it's it... kind of it's kind of in the same vein does it connect to it at all, or it's just kind of similar? I mean, I don't know. Like, it might be, like, the same universe, but, like, it's not explicitly stated or anything. Gotcha. Um, you know, but, like, there are vampires and werewolves and such, so. Yeah. Like. Because, of course. It, it's, it's very possible. Oh, you know what? I take it back. It's on HBO Max. Oh, Okay. But you can also watch it on Hulu if you add that subscription on. So to HBO Max, oh. yes, to HBO. All right, or the CW. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Uh, recommended, definitely. Yeah. Worth cool. checking out. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. But I've also heard, like, what we do in the shadows of the show was good, and I still haven't had fun found any time that to watch was, that so. oh you should definitely the watch that of that i have seen are very good so you you need to watch it all right put it on my list yeah put it on oh, my i list. have to amend my vidal sassoon is not related to them oh god damn it yeah but his family probably comes from a similar area that they did so originally mm. his, his mom was a ukrainian how many Jew sassoons old. they have running around there that aren't related though <laughs> in, the, in the in the Middle East and Iraq back in the day, it was apparently a nice little chunk. Apparently so. To spawn di- different family groups. <laughs> now, not a lot, I imagine. Probably not. Yeah, his dad was... His mom was of Ashkenazi background. His dad was Sephardic, but his family came from Thessaloniki. Hmm. So it would have been much or probably a little earlier than that if they were distant, distant cousins or something. Hmm. Wikipedia okay. does not seem to say to think that they're related anytime <laughs> recently in their lines. We'll just go similar names. Just go and edit it for me and tell them that they are. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I can be right. They'll totally buy that. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm like, I like that last name. Maybe I'll take that. No, I can't. Yeah, just go for it. I don't think I could pull off being a Sassoon very well. Yeah, well <laughs> I say try it. What are they going to do? Like tell you to stop? No, they'll just be like, which branch are you from? Not one of the ones we know? All right. <laughs> I claim your inheritance somehow. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I'm sure they'll keep me from doing. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, uh, anything else to mention on Wellington Paranormal, though? Except uh, just, do I mean, it. just do it. Yeah, just, just watch it. It's funny. I don't know. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm was racking my brain on what I could recommend on here because I've read and watched a lot of stuff, but all of it's kind of mm-hmm. shitty. So yeah, <laughs> uh, like we watched that reminiscence movie. Okay. Oh yeah, and I was to watch that. It was okay. All right. All right. It wasn't anything groundbreaking, but you know, mm-hmm. I get the general feeling that's how was, a lot of people feel about it. It was sort of like Blade Runner in Miami. I don't know. Okay. okay. But. Worth a watch. Like I don't think you'd waste your time doing it, but I, don't know. Right. I wasn't bowled over. Um. Uh. The thing I I think I landed on is we've like when pan pandemic started. Every Sunday when we got donuts for the kids, we'd watch Gravity Falls. Okay. So we'd watch a couple of episodes every Sunday, and it's only two seasons and it's long over, but it, we finally finished it last mm-hmm. weekend okay. and uh highly recommended like that's a really yeah. really good show uh-huh. um, definitely you know not completely different from like a wellington paranormal except there's no cops but you know maybe more <laughs> like an eerie indiana i guess yeah like the yeah. idea is you know some kids go to visit their uncle in uh gravity falls oregon for the summer and there's a bunch mm-hmm. of weird shit that happens there but uh the the places it goes at the end when I guess they decided they knew it was going to be over were like mm-hmm. insane, but okay. also really well set up beforehand and then paid off and wrapped All up right. very nicely for a two season show on like fucking Disney XD. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so it ended satisfyingly, although I would watch a lot more of it. So, 
uh, was worth it. I'm glad I got a satisfying ending. Yeah. I'm going to try to get the kids to watch Owl House next, but it seems like a spiritual successor to it. Mm. But but yeah, you could probably blow through it pretty quick since it's only two seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus it's got uh, Kristen Schaal in it, and you should watch anything she's in. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We've been watching Elementary, so that's been fun. Uh, is that the one with, on the, like, CBS? It's like, yeah, it was. it's like new Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's been over for a little while. Yeah. My parents watched that. I only ever caught bits and pieces, like, an episode here or there, but I don't even watch it. I'm like, this is pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's a fun yeah. reimagining. Yeah. It's not I as, uh, We watched, harsh. like, the first couple of seasons of it. Yeah. When it was on TV. I would probably just watch Sherlock again. If I was yeah. Jones and for a Sherlocky type show, I don't know. I think you might like this though, just because it's a little bit lighter. Like, definitely, I feel like having watched the the Sherlock movie episode shows mm-hmm. was first was the way to go. Like, yeah. if we were doing things and people never seen them, like watch Cumberbatch first, yeah, and then wait a little bit of time and pop into this. But it still scratches a a Holmesian itch, just a different kind. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's good. So it makes for good kind of just throw on the TV. We need something to do, something yeah. to watch stuff. Yep. Um, I also just finished up an audiobook called um, "Work Won't Love You Back" by, <laughs> by Sarah Jaffe. Very okay. true. Who I could have sworn I had heard on like some podcast sometime, and maybe I did, did, but I couldn't figure out which one it was when I went and searched it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it was kind of divided into a couple of parts where she was walking through kind of the history of how jobs evolved, like mm-hmm. going from being a single salary family where you could earn a living wage doing almost any sort of job, yeah. if not a really good salary, at least enough to have a house and raise a family. And then how that shifted when women were like, well, I want to work. Like, okay, well, you're yeah. a woman, so all you know how to do is like take care of people and like do housework. So you can be maids and stuff or teachers. We'll expect you to do it because, you know, you just love kids and take care of people because we're a family or whatever. (laughs) Right. Um, But then it quickly became really depressing because it's like basically every turn it takes is like, well, people wanted this. And so corporations found another way to fuck them over and not give them that or to give Uh it slightly and then take something else away. So. Wow. (laughs) So like. Sounds about right. Yeah. And it's like, how do we get back to the good shit? But I guess we can't. In, in particular, the sections where she's like, well, people nowadays will be like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's just because my job's stupid. But if I were like a movie star or an artist or a writer, like that'd be way more fun. And she's like, yeah, except most people who do that make no money and never do anything. And they still have to yeah. answer to bosses and stuff. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll play a professional sport. And like, yep, fucked there too. Sorry. So you have to be one of the few who's super real good at it. Right. Yeah. There's like a random few who get a lot of money out of it, but most people don't. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess her main thesis was, of course, that uh, work won't love you back, so don't kill yourself for work. But. Yeah. Not a lot in the way of solutions about like, well, what the hell else should I do? Because I have to buy things. Yeah. And how do we make it so (laughs) it works for us again, short of literally blowing everything up? Just blow up the credit card companies. 
Just, you know. Yep. Erase all debts. To <sighs> uh, oh, start selling robot. drugs, yeah. Apparently. Yep. Like, and then don't get mad at me for doing it, society, because <laughs> I wanted to make some money. Because <laughs> I wanted to actually be able to support my support a family and shit. Yep. <laughs> Yep, but again, not the kind of book I recommend if you're already kind of like, working is stupid, and I don't like to. It's not going to help you out of there. It's not. To do oh, actionable man. things to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Now I'm listening, I started listening to An Ugly Truth about Facebook. Oh. Not very far into it, but. Sounds interesting. It's kind of walking through the early days, at least the verifiable mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. in particular, I guess I didn't realize how big a deal it was when they pushed the newsfeed feature. Yeah. yeah. That was apparently something no one had ever thought to do and took no. months of coding. And like everyone hated it. Like everyone hated every it. time. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> every time they made a change, everyone hated it. Yeah. That's how things were. I remember it. I remember it not <laughs> being super popular because then we didn't have the re- excuse to just go like right on each other's walls. Yeah. And go poke. Right. Yeah, poking like, was the stupidest shit. people a lot. Yeah. <laughs> when you think back, like, what was the point? What the Get fuck was the... attention. People, like, it's we like just to... exchange pokes. Like, all it right. It to be like, hey, for me at least, like, it would happen when I was in class. <laughs> and I was uh-huh. like, hey, basically, like, thinking of you, I was here, poke. Poke. Or you but it wasn't enough poke. to write, hey, how's it going on your wall? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh... Yeah, and they're talking about how when it first came out, there immediately was like uh, groups on Facebook, like Facebook newsfeed is terrible, that had yep. like thousands <laughs> of people. But they're like, yeah, they weren't really pleased that they didn't like it, but it proved it worked. Because how did they all find <laughs> that group? But on their newsfeed, like, yeah, <laughs> so like, the newsfeed is face is your Facebook right. now. Yep. yep, I just remember when it worked better. And I yeah. could see stuff I cared about instead of whatever someone paid for. And I'm sure that one guy is agreeing with me right now. Like, <laughs> that that one guy died. who saw our ad one time was like, who keeps fuck. getting our ad? <laughs> fuck yeah. these guys. I keep, I keep seeing these things of like uh, somebody buying ad space and it's like, like, check out this picture of a frog. I just bought this ad so I could show <laughs> you a picture of a frog. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is nice, except. Probably could have done something with that money instead of giving it to Facebook. I also, as much as I like Robert Reich, it, it he gets depressing, and that's like half my newsfeed all the time because yeah. I click on his shit half the time too. They're like, "Here, you clicked on this. You must obviously want it all the time." I'm like, "Yep, yep." No, then I have to stay off of Facebook because I'm like, the world's fucking going to shit. <laughs> and what am I? I yeah. can't do anything about it. Yep. You know, and then it's like, or and then they'll be like. Pictures of your kids, because Danielle shared something. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I have all this doom and gloom, and then, oh, look, there's the there's Travis's boys again. Well, that's a nice way to break up the doom and gloom. Or, or the cats doing stuff. Yep, or the cats. Yeah. Although I usually get that in the messenger itself. That's true. We send it direct, like uncut. Yes. Straight I to do them. get to see Catterdays and stuff. Uh, yeah, like the newsfeed, I thought... Like I said, used to work better, and now it's like it you're you're afraid to click on anything. Yeah, it's like I recently started getting a bunch of posts about the Detroit Tigers. Like <laughs> they're not in our division. Like I don't they're just <laughs> right. I don't live in Detroit. I don't care oh, about any of their sports. Sorry, Detroit, yeah, right. but 
I yeah. don't. So even after telling it, like, don't show me Detroit Tiger stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, did you want like historical Detroit Tiger stuff? Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, the, the thing, no. the thing for me was uh supernatural memes. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> like the TV show supernatural, yeah. which, yeah. which I've never seen before. Oh, it's a good show. <laughs> I don't know how Facebook determined that I wanted this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like I, like I seriously, I like these pop up in my feed and like, like I, I get that they're memes and they're sh- like it's for a show like, that I've never seen. Did so, Sharon happen to randomly like them no, at some point? No. So, but but I don't get any of the jokes. <laughs> right. So it's it's like doubly doubly horrible. It's like not yeah, only is yep. it cluttering, but it's like not even funny to me. And like none of it's really news anymore. It's not yeah. really informing me. It's a dead shit. show. <laughs> totally to dead. be fair it did just end like last year well it's on for like 15 years yeah oh my god you should um yeah. just send them directly to danielle's sister she'll be very interested yeah <laughs> she's got a tattoo from supernatural oh yeah. really that's interesting and uh stickers on her car and she went to like the con they had with her that's friend that's actually pretty cool yeah. like i've seen enough of it that like that would be cool it's matt and do you think you would get a, a meme <laughs> some of them but not all there was of them. a meme about okay. it do you think you'd understand some <laughs> of them but not all of them i didn't see it since they were watching it they would just watch it all the time yeah and i'm in and out and doing shit and things like that so i would get like kind of the overall understanding of each season mm-hmm. okay but not all the specific details mm-hmm. so those winchester brothers and especially the last few couple seasons i really didn't see much of because i was doing some really different shit by then always up to no good <laughs> well, let's um, all try to save the world. Anyhow, I'm going to push stop yeah. over here. All right. Boop. And. Okay, that was our session for today. Friendly reminder that your homework, if you're reading along, is to finish up the book. Bit of an aside here, but I will say this third section is where everything started paying off for me, and I felt like it went very quickly. So get reading and enjoy. Let's close things out today with some on-second thoughts. First of all, my apologies to Chris and other Chris, and even to myself, I guess, as there was a ton of stuff I had to cut out of this episode in order to keep everything inside the loose time constraints. This is probably a surprise to no one, but I usually don't edit too much stuff out. But I guess we were more tangent-heavy than usual this time, I don't know. So sorry, guys. Second quick note to the Detroit Tigers and their fans. I ain't got nothing against you. I just don't particularly care to read about y'all in my Facebook feed. Nothing personal. Today's episode was delivered via dead drop in a cab outside the Watergate Apartments. Thanks to Chris, Chris Ham, Chris, other Chris Jacobson. It was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading.
I was sending Danielle like samples of the ads I get now too. Because mm-hmm. uh, yesterday I got one for something called the O Nut, uh-huh. which is bumper bowling for your dick. Like if your okay. dick is okay. too big and it hurts your partner, you can put these little uh-huh. bumpers on the end of it so you can't go quite as deep. Ah, I'm like, right. I appreciate that you think I need this, but I... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know yeah, what I got I recommended. Say... <laughs> What's that? Uh, I got I got recommended a, a ten pack of three and a half inch floppy disks. <laughs> They're like, you might like this, <laughs> just to have. Yeah. <laughs> You like I, I, I like that you can still buy them. Like yeah, it's probably yeah. like new old stock or something, like yeah, totally right. unopened, never sold. Right. Like right. Who would what what could you possibly use them for? <laughs> I don't you could anymore. you could store like um you know, a minute and a half of MP three on it. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you're yeah. gonna write a Game of Thrones book on an old word processor, you'd need them. Yeah, yeah, you could you could put a plain text document on there. Definitely Just find could. all your old college papers again and put them on a new disc or something. Yeah, that would be great. I bet you could put a bitmap yeah. on there. Yep, small one, a pretty small one, but one. Yeah, yeah. 